your weekly accountability podcast with me, Alexis McCluskey, where we are more about implementation over absorbing information. Every week, I'll be in your ear to give you a kick in the ass you need to show up and identify what is out of your comfort zone. Here, we don't throw pity parties. We are in it for the long game and find the balance between grace and discipline. What makes this podcast different is after each episode, I'll share a post on my Instagram at the tough love coach with a question or challenge of the week for you to comment for accountability. And on Friday, I'll share a check in to see if you actually implemented what you learned because being inspired by a podcast is cute, but action is hotter. Totally optional, highly recommended. It's free accountability. I'm here to redefine what you see as tough love. So put on those big girl boy panties and let's get real bitches. XOXO, your tough love coach. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for what you are about to hear. It is Monday. I am feeling myself. I am ready to take on this week. I have EDC Vegas Music Festival next week. Wait, wait, yeah, next week, which is insane. Absolutely insane. I am so excited to go. If you are going to EDC Vegas, please DM me on Instagram. I would love to meet up. I am beyond excited. I've been to so many music festivals and EDC has just been one of those that's on the list and I got to get it out of the way because my ass is getting old and going to a festival where it starts at seven and goes until five 30 in the morning is pretty insane. So I'm excited for that, but let's just get this all out of the way because you are about to listen to the first installment of a live coaching session, um, with, a client. Well, she wasn't a client. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a free, um, session. Essentially I posted on my Instagram saying I was looking for people willing and ready and open to be coached live, either on Instagram live or on the podcast. You, the trade-in is, you know, you get free coaching and I get a podcast episode and it's awesome. And we get to connect and it's, and it's wonderful. So and you obviously have to be open to that. So um, I know there's going to be people that ask about this. There are some requirements, um, but I am going to be doing this at least maybe once a month, maybe every other month. I already have a, a pretty big list of people open to do that. But if you are interested in getting coached live on the podcast or on Instagram live, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can also send me an email. Uh, my email is alexistoughlovecoach at gmail.com and just put the subject line as live coaching. And then, you know, just let me know in there what you're doing. You don't, it doesn't matter if you are somebody who's brand new and doesn't have a business or you're somebody who's more seasoned. There's going to be a range of people that I'm doing this with. And so this first session that you're going to hear is with Brittany. Um, she is someone who does not have a business just yet. She's like getting things off the ground. You're going to learn more as you listen. So this episode will also be a lot longer than normal. It is an hour long. So, you know, usually my podcast episodes are anywhere from like five to 10 minutes on the short side and then like 30 minutes on the longer side. But when I do these sessions, they always end up just being, you know, an hour. So there's a range of people. The next person I'm going to have is going to be somebody who already has an established business. So I'm really excited to just see what goes down. It's really cool because Brittany loved our call so much. She ended up becoming a client and I wasn't, that was not the plan, but she was amazing. I love her vision. I love what she's doing. And she's like a perfect fit for me. And you know, what I, what I do as a coach. So, um, I'm excited for you to hear this. If you, like I said, if you are interested in it, please let me know. There are certain people that I'm reserving for the podcast, certain people that I'm reserving for Instagram live, uh, but we're going to, we're going to get into it. So without further ado, I want to, uh, introduce, you know, this first live coaching session. I love to know what you think. 
Um, if you have any questions as you listen to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'd love to work with Alexis or I, I'd love to get coached on the podcast, please, please shoot me a message. Cause I know once there's something about listening to someone get coached. And I think the beauty of it is, and this is one of the reasons why I love Mel Robbins audio only books, um, kick ass and take control of your life because she does these kind of coaching sessions. And I think sometimes when you hear someone else get coached and you just hear a little bit of yourself in them in some way, even if your stories aren't the exact same, there's something that resonates. So I would love to hear feedback, what you think, questions you have, if you're thinking about getting coached on the podcast. And again, this isn't, I can't choose everyone, of course. Um, you have to be open and ready. But anyway, I'm blabbing. Let's get into it. Without further ado, here is my coaching session with the lovely Brittany. Okay, what's up, Brittany? How are you? How's your Wednesday going? Hello, Alexis. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. My Wednesday is going pretty good. I um, got off work not too long ago. How are you doing? Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm fantastic. I'm excited to chat with you today. So you are the first person that I am live coaching on the podcast, which is, which is really exciting. Um, I've done this before, like through like Instagram and whatnot, but I'm excited to make this. I don't know if I'll do it like a every month type of thing, but I, I just love like chatting with people and, and, and getting deep. Um, and for, it's a win-win for me. Cause we get a podcast recorded. I get to coach people and people get coaching for free. So like, hell yeah. Right. Yes. Um, so cool. So I sent you a few questions and I kind of want to dive into those. Um, but yes. before we do tell me and, and just for anybody listening to this, I've not met Brittany before. We've talked a little no. bit through the DMS, but we really haven't had a conversation. I have no idea what she's doing, what, what, like, this is like brand spanking new. Like we kind of just like met at a Starbucks yeah. type of vibe. So <laughs> um, I don't know really anything about Brittany. So tell me and everybody, you know, listening more about like where you're at currently. And let me just say one more thing. When I do these, uh, coaching, sessions, there's going to be a mixture of people. And just as the same with my clients, it's a mixture of people who are either like more seasoned and already have a business and been doing it for a while and trying to get to the next level. And then there's people who are somewhere in the middle, maybe they just started and they need a little help getting figured out or people who are like our brand spanking new, don't have anything set up trying to figure it all out. So there's, you know, going to be a range, but yeah, share more about like you, what you do and what you're, what you're trying to do. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, um, and you said earlier about how, like, you just want to talk, get deep, and I'm, really, I'm your girl for that, so yes. I'm yeah. honored to be the first one on your podcast as well, um, but, so, yeah, about me, um, I actually just quit my job, because it was not serving me, um, so I quit my job last week, um, I was working with uh, hair restoration, uh, not necessarily something I was really passionate about at all, yeah. Um. And uh, I've been going to school for holistic health coaching since October of 2022. So um, I was really hoping to like bring something into the hair world um, with health coaching because, you know, with hair loss, you have to think about like, there's some kind of nutritional things going on there too. Um, and that just wasn't the case. So um, didn't really see growth for me there and just recently left that job. Um, and then I reconnected with someone I used to work with at a fitness studio and she actually had an opening for a part-time manager. So I am there. It's, um, and it's yoga too. My background's in yoga. So super great about that. Um, yeah. and they're very fit, uh, nutrition focused too, which is like 
like this is exactly what I needed like I needed to leave what wasn't serving me to get to where I am now um so yeah I'm doing that and I have I will finish my coaching um schooling in February of 2024 um I need 50 hours of coaching in order to apply for my exam, um, which really I can do at any time at this point. Um, but uh, the point I'm at is like my, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm uh, keeping, holding myself back <laughs> because like, I'm just nervous about the, um, one, the legalities of coaching and like waivers and HIPAA and all that fun stuff. Um, so like going about that, I like definitely like analysis paralysis. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. I don't know how to get into this. And I know once I get into it, it's going to be like this giant thing that like, I'm just like in like knee deep trying to figure out. <laughs> um, so I, I have that like belief in my head, but also um I, I freak myself out about like starting the Instagram, like getting things out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I need to post, like, what do I post? And I'm like freaking myself out about the first post, which um, I've already posted, but then I like, didn't like it. It wasn't up to par enough. So I'm like, okay, I have to <laughs> like create this whole like extravagant uh, first post, um, which I know is not the case, but thus here we are. <laughs> um so that, um, but also like, I'm nervous about like charging people and coaching people before I'm certified. And it's not even that um, I like, there's a little bit of me not feeling qualified just because I don't have that certification. Um, but I know like I'm going through the schooling and like, I'm doing well in my classes, like I'm staying up with everything. So yeah. it's like, I, I'm 100% just holding myself back <laughs> at doing things but it's also like the steps of like I don't know what next step to take as in like to get myself started and going out there you know um businesses I've done in the past were like MLM style things so like that's a whole other ballpark of playing field so starting things from scratch um kind of scary <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it can definitely be scary especially if we have all these underlying fears that make the normal everyday fears seem so much more grandiose. So, okay. First thing, this is kind of like a side off, um, cause I'm just curious and I want to, I'm, I'm going to use this secretly. Okay. MO. You just, you just wait. Okay. I know it's going to, I know it's going <laughs> to, um, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about with that, but just trust me. You said that you left your job and then like you had this opportunity with a friend to like work at the front desk or whatever is, mm -hmm. did you leave your job and have like a plan? And then that like, or, or do, do you just like leave it and be like, I hope I figure it out. And then that kind of fell into your lap. Um, essentially. Yeah. I had actually put in like a three weeks at my job and I just like was literally like at a point like I was talking to my naturopathic doctor and I'm like I literally am having like trouble eating like it's not that I'm not hungry it's that I literally like I would take a bite of food and I just I would felt nauseous like mm -hmm. and he was like I think it's emotional mm -hmm. and I was like okay and um I've kind of like I don't know had that pattern with jobs um where it's just like I just reach a point where I'm just like it just destroys me like it just breaks down everything. I'm just burnt out and I like lose myself in the job, forget my mission, forget what I'm focused on. And then I'm like, okay, I have to get out of here. Like this place is not good for me, but like, I'm obviously repeating these patterns. Um, 
but back to your question, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, didn't have anything set up, put in a three weeks originally. And, um, it was just a really weird vibe when I was in the office. So I just went to my manager. I'm like, okay, so no one's like really talking to me or asking me to do anything. I'm just sitting here staring at a computer. Um, kind of like, we just end it here. I know it's not professional, but she, and then she comes back and she's like, well, I was thinking about that. You could use, you have like 10 extra hours left for PTO because I was taking the last weekend off um, because I was, we were burying my grandpa. Um, and she, um, she was like, well, I actually was going to ask you if you just wanted me to use like the rest of your PTO for this week and you can just leave today. And then I'm like, oh, so you already thought about it. Perfect. Yeah. It works. Um, and <laughs> I actually, my last day at that job, I applied for the job I currently have (laughs) while I was on the shift um and then two days after that last day I got an interview with this job and then Monday was my first day yeah so the only reason I was bringing that up is because like I kind of was imagining that that was the case and it's just a reminder especially as you go into all these things that you want to do that like like it, it would be one thing if you like had all these plans and you're like, okay, I'm going to quit. And then I have this lined up. Like you can, you could trust the universe and you're just like, Hey, look at us. Like yes. you can trust us <laughs> you quit without a plan. And we still took care of you. And what you're saying about, um, you know, you have, have this pattern of like joining jobs and then mm-hmm. like it basically destroying you. And then you're, you know, you're leaving, you could look at it in the sense of like, I'm repeating these patterns, which yeah, that could maybe be a thing, but it could be a sign that the universe literally just keeps pushing you out of other people's shit. So you can do your own shit. You know what I mean? You're already trying to do that, but there's so many like little synchronicities and reminders for you that the universe is being like, Hey, you might be scared of some stuff, but I got your back. You know what I mean? Like, do you see that? Oh my God. Yes. I needed to hear that because I have been like, kind of like shaving, like I've been trying to work through that shame of like oh, yeah. shaming myself and the guilt of like repeatedly like do, like getting new jobs and things like that but like you're right like it's not I'm being pushed to do it yeah like there it's, yeah, uh, it's never rejection it's always redirection and so like obviously these things aren't working you already have a passion to do something that you want to do and so I just want to remind you that as we dive into like some more of the sucky stuff because like all the fears that you have are normal. Like everybody has, you know, different mm-hmm. fears. And so the, the ones you're sharing with me, like super common, um, but like you wouldn't be being pushed out of these jobs. You wouldn't be giving an opportunity right after leaving something without a plan. If the universe was literally not telling you like, Hey, we have your back. Even if you don't post a perfect post, even if you don't do this, this, and this, like we got you. But, and this is what the work that I do is like, we can say that all day long and it feels good motivating for like a few minutes, maybe even a day, but, and logically you might want to believe it, but there are parts of you that make it harder for you to go like, well, yeah, I'm just going to believe in myself. Alexis told me the universe (laughs) really is rooting for me. So I'm just going to go post that perfect post. And then when you go to post it, you still end up in like paralysis. So this is, this is what we're (laughs) going to dive into. Um, Okay. So... Let's see. Um, so you mentioned too about like you're you're gonna finish schooling in 2024, and you said you need 50 hours. Have you done like any type of um, like free calls with anybody? Like I know a lot of times people will like you know do some with their friends, or or they'll be like in class. You'll have like a buddy, and you can do hours. Have you done any of those hours yet? Or- um, I haven't done any of the hours, but I've done like three of my classes now have just been like coaching classes. So we're just like because it's all online. 
Um, so we're just like coaching each other through Zoom, um, just other people in the class. And then I've had to record sessions. Um, I've been recording them with my mom, <laughs> and um, which is, she's great, but I, um, I don't know, I've been afraid to ask people. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, can you start doing the hours now? And if you haven't, why haven't you? Mm-hmm. I can start doing the hours now. Um, I haven't because they have to be, they can't be family friends. Yeah. So wh- what, when you so, think about, um, like, whether it be, cause you don't have a social media for this, right? Or do you like, a, like I have on it just yet? I haven't been posting. No, I like, I posted it and then I, I archived it because I was like, mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Don't worry. Um, so yeah. So when you think about like, let's say you unarchived it, you're starting, you know, to post and then you go like, Hey, I'm looking for 10 people to do, you know, a 30 minute session with me in an hour. I don't know what, 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 what it looks like, but when you think about like, if I told you to do that tomorrow, I'm not going to, but if I told you to do that tomorrow or like next week, what will come up for you? Like what's your first thought process? Uh, my first thought process would be, can I be consistent with it? Can I stick to it? So you don't, your first thought isn't necessarily like these people aren't going to trust me, but like, not that that was, couldn't be a thought later, but that wasn't your first mm-hmm. thought necessarily. No, not necessarily my first thought. Like if I, so this is where it gets weird. If I were to post that on like my personal Instagram, I would think that, but if I were to post it on like my coaching Instagram, like, I don't think I would have an issue with that. Why do you think that is? Um, I think people, I don't know, just people's view of me. People what? Just people's view of me. I think I am just like a silly, goofy girl and people don't like actually take me seriously. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I've worked with a lot of people where, um, you know, it's kind of like the people who knew you, a version of you in the past. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this version I know of her when she was 16, 21, whatever. And now she's trying to be some like coach on Instagram. Like, is that the vibe that you're worried about? Yeah. Yeah. Totally normal. So, um, so let's, let's dive into that. Cause I think that I, I, I teach this, there's kind of this idea of umbrella term. And I teach this within when you're posting on social media and you want to not fit in your, you know, when people are like, you got to really niche down and you can only talk about one topic. Yes. And no. And so I talk about this idea of like an umbrella theme where it's like, okay, here's the, you want to pick this main theme and then everything else can fall underneath it. So I talk about that, but I also talk about it in this sense where it's like, what's the like umbrella theme that all your other fears are falling underneath. Because we want to work on all the fears, but, and not heal them and have them be perfect, but like making progress towards them not having their claws in us. But if we can figure out what that umbrella theme, that umbrella theme of your fear is, and we put more effort towards that, it can kind of make all the other fears like easier to work through. Does that make sense? Yes. No, hundred percent. And side note, I meant to ask this earlier. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Oh, a thousand percent. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the worst say, perfectionist there was. <laughs> well, we're, we're, the, there's, it's okay to, to do that. We just want to, na- we want to navigate it. Um, but sometimes people will share some of the things that you shared with me and then they'll be like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not a perfectionist. So I, I always like to check first because sometimes we have to help them realize, oh, okay. Now I, now I see it. Um, yep. <laughs> so, okay. So let's think about this, this idea about like, you know, what are people going to think of me? Also, what falls under that is kind of like the, um, 
the legalities and the what do I post and is this it's kind of just this people's view of you and how mm-hmm. you're presenting and how you're what you're putting out into the world um do you remember like anything in your past like where in your childhood when you like were, were super young at any age where you like remember starting to care about that because sometimes it can just be you know society or it can be like parents kind of you know, always caring about what other people think. So we do that. So is there anything you can kind of connect the dots of, of where that spotlight on people are paying attention to everything that you're doing, you know, came from, if you can't, that's okay. We'll, we'll dig in, but. Oh girl, this is something I've been wondering for the longest time. It's okay. This is what <laughs> I'm here for. I remember, like, I remember like being super, super young. Like I was in like second, first or second grade when I first remember like actually giving a shit what people thought of me mm. um, and like caring but it's only like gotten worse since like I've grown up and I would say like I moved to a new school when I was in third grade and being the new girl was like whole different vibe and like I got addicted to that like the attention of like being the new girl and I just wanted that 24 7 and it yeah so it's literally (laughs) move to school third grade you get it's a totally real thing like how what you're explaining is a real thing because like I I think kids are scary like especially middle schoolers third grade's not there yet but like kids are scary and so they don't really know how to not stare and not like Mm -hmm. be really obvious so like we notice those things we're like sponges when we're when we're that age so before that because that probably could be a big thing but before that um do you like you said something about like I remember caring about people think that did you say that was first and second or did I hear that yeah first and second grade like that's like when I like the last I remember like first I remember of like actually like first recollection of like caring what people thought what do you remember something specific like a specific situation that happened like in first and second grade I don't remember a specific situation um I know like there was a lot of like publicity, I guess, around my family, like in my county, just because um, my mom was like kind of fighting the schools um, because they like changed. I like was starting school and they changed the cutoff date. So I like didn't get to start kindergarten with all my friends when they yeah. started. Um, so there is like that. But I don't like remember like backlash or anything from that. I know. Mm. Yeah my dad's family like the way they would look at my family was very like not great but I didn't know that until like high school yeah so you didn't find that out until until later on yeah Yeah, my family was like poorer too so I feel like that like can everyone play because we had like toys donated to us and stuff when we like for like Christmas and things when I was younger yeah was was there like the um like in school like I I remember uh growing up in um like where you did everybody had like the Jan Sport book bag and like I had like the knockoff from like Walmart type of yeah. thing like did you <laughs> yep that a lot where it was oh, always yeah. like the, the knockoff or the hand-me-down type of thing oh yeah and my friends always had like the like the nicer stuff and things and I'm like yeah Yeah. so so with all of that like um how was your like do you do you have siblings were you an only child Mm -hmm. yeah I have so I grew up with two brothers and then I was like 10 or 11 and my parents um I have another brother 
<laughs> He's like, we are 11, eight, uh, 11 years in difference. Got it. Okay. So with like siblings, parents, like at home, um, do, how were they like, did you ever talk to them about how you felt like going through school like that? Like whether it be being the new kid in school and your experience with that, or obviously like you not, I, I guess you could talk to your parents like, Hey, can we buy like the nice things? But like, do you remember how that um, communication went with them? Like, did you let them know how you feel? Were they like supportive, receptive? Like, what was that? What was that like? No. Um, so like my mom and I actually used to like have talks mm-hmm. like after school or whatever. And like, for some reason, just like, she told me that I like, cause I didn't know this. I have no memory of it. And she was like, yeah, for some reason, just one day, you just didn't want to talk anymore. And then we stopped having talks after that. And um, I don't remember why that ever happened. So I, like, I kind of, like, isolated myself a lot. So I didn't really talk to, like, my family too much. Um, and I had a lot of anger, like, as a child and even as, like, a teen, like, a lot. Um, so there were a lot of, like, me throwing fits um, if I didn't, like get what I want like the the things didn't go the way I wanted them to um and um I'm sure there were definitely like a few times where I got angry because I couldn't have like what my friend had or something like that um or that anger like stemmed from I I think you said you weren't sure but and there could be like some things you know the we we, like don't even have time to dive into today but just curious like you know what when where that stemmed from or you're like I have no idea I just kind of woke up and was angry one day um honestly I have no idea I feel like um I mean I have a lot of like there's a lot of ideas I have but I don't have like one like narrowed down yeah is there any like specific one does if there was one like that out of the many that you have that you could think of um just being like unhappy with the way like essentially like the situations the scenarios that I was like born into slash gifted by the universe like you know and it's like why you know some people have it so easy just comparing myself to like my friends and things like that you know like why does she have it so easy and like you know they're not even easy but like why do they have these things yeah, yeah yeah okay so um one other thing about this um what was the other um okay we're gonna we're gonna come back to this but I want to check in on one more thing so when you were um because kind of going back to what we said before about like when we're you know the people that you know seeing what you're trying to do and like being like you know who is she do growing up like when you were older like maybe through like later in grade school or high school was there any um like any experiences of uh like just to give you an example I've worked so many clients over the years that struggled with this. A lot of times they will have um, kind of this experience where that group of friends that they knew or that they grew up with, that version of them that they knew, they were either like a rebel or they were um, like a goody two shoes or whatever. It was kind of like this persona that they like adopted. And and it's like, that's who they were known as. Like, that's who you are. So like, what did you have any kind of like persona or did people know you like for being a certain way? Like when you were growing up, you're laughing. So oh, I'm, I don't for know sure. Yes, no, for sure. There were, I'm pretty sure there were a few parents that were like, you're not allowed to hang out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what were you like 
because like, there's so many things that could fall under like the bad it's kid or the rebel partied. Or the clown. Okay, I got it, got it, got it. Partied and like I just like didn't have like any regard for authority. Like I was re- a respectful, rebellious child. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I, I I went through that. We have a lot of things in common. So I think <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Okay, so that's okay. That's a, kind of what a, what I wanted to check on. So. The reason why I like to get clear on this at the end of the day, when we're navigating like the fears that are stopping us from taking the next step in our business or in our life, like the why doesn't necessarily matter. It depends on who you talk to. It's not necessarily that we need to get super, 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 super clear on exactly why you are the way you are, because what really matters is your experience and now and like how you can navigate that and how it feels in your body and how what's going on in your mind. But I do like connecting the dots a little bit. Because when we can, it's like about compartmentalizing because when we can go, oh, well, it's not that I actually do have to worry about the legalities of the business. Not that you don't, but you know, and then like, like dr- stress <laughs> yeah. out or like worry about what people think or pr- be a perfectionist about the post. Like I don't, I'm not stuck that way. That makes sense that the reason why these have literally just become my beliefs is because of these experiences. I teach my clients, there's like, Kind of like these, when we connect the dots with our fears and like what's going on now, there's like this core memory or memories that like de- uh, developed this belief. Like, you know, kids don't just grow up one day and like become a perfectionist. There's reasons why, mm-hmm. right? So they have these experiences that teach them that this is law, this is the way things are. And then because we hold on to that belief, we we go throughout our lives and we repeat that pattern co- consciously, unconsciously. And then it just, we we just see it as like, this is the way I am. Like when you have ADHD and then you get diagnosed really young, I got diagnosed when I was 15, just grew up my whole life. Well, oh, this is just the way I am. And when you realize and you're able to connect the dots, you can go, oh, I don't actually have to hold on to this. This is the have to be my identity. You know what I mean? So that's kind of why I like to identify that why. But like, does that make sense for you that uh, and when we think about the little version of you? Because when we have our fears and 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 we react to things with our fears, it's not us logically as the adult we are now. It's the little version of us. It's those all those little version of us that have those fears. So of course, if you were the new girl in school and everybody's paying attention to you, and if your family, you know, doesn't have as much money as everybody else and you're getting the knockoff Jan sport and like the set of lucky charms, you're like getting the like lucky, like marshmallow, whatever the the, the names are, you know, there's like off brand yes. cereal type of things. You get <laughs> yes. it. Uh, so like, of course that it's, and as a kid, like it's putting that spotlight on that, you know what I mean? And then- you with this like persona of of like the partier the like respectful rebellion and you try to like be a put together coach now it's like people know me for like who I was like does that make sense of why those fears would come up now with all those versions of you basically being like who do people think we are like we want to be this but like look at the spotlight we've had you know what I mean does that make sense oh it's thousand percent it definitely does and like to kind of put the icing on that cake um before let's see so two years ago is when I like stopped doing like that MLM and I was like very die hard into this okay like I was like yes people are feeding me what I want to hear and I'm just going for it like all or nothing and that definitely makes people think differently about you and kind of like wonder about you know can I trust you as this like so 
that's definitely a, a factor in there as well. Yeah, we have so many things in common. It's wild because I did network marketing for eight years and was very successful with it. Oh my gosh. And so like leaving that and and like, I think there's a lot of good things about network marketing, but there's also a lot of mm -hmm. not so great things about it. And so right. again, like you're saying, like a lot of people also have this view of network marketing. So you can see like the the you've been in a situation where the spotlight, whether it has actually been on you or you've just viewed it as like way brighter than it actually is the new girl not having as much money you're the kid that people don't want over their house you did network marketing now people can't trust you so you if you try to go into starting your business without giving those parts of you the time and attention that they need to like be heard and like let go of how they feel, which I'll explain in a second, then of course they're going to keep, their voices are going to keep being really loud. Like we can't do this. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be overheard compared to what you really want to believe. You know what I mean? Like back to mm -hmm. what I said in the beginning, like, yes, the universe can be doing all these amazing things for you. But if those little versions of you were like, listen, bitch, like we <laughs> are not going to be able to, to do this because of look at all, look at all, look at all the proof we've had our whole entire lives. So, um, have you, whether it be through therapy or on your own, um, have you ever done anything in terms of like inner child work, journaling, meditating mm -hmm. when it comes to kind of like letting go of like fears and, and all of those things? Oh yes. Um, lots of meditation, lots of child, inner child healing. Um, actually went to Sedona a couple of years ago, um, and did like a self-love retreat and they oh, had, cool. um, I did several like meditations and workings with my inner child and, um, Native American medicine wheel and yeah okay cool cool I love that so you're already you know you know familiar with that what I like to do and I tell people I'm not a therapist but a lot of the stuff that we talk about has crosshairs because trauma <laughs> is trauma is trauma trauma with a big t trauma with a little t trauma with a little t can be something that a, you know somebody in fourth grade said to you one time and it sticks with you forever like I can remember those things very vividly <laughs> so like <laughs> the, those things can really stick with you and so what I like to do is and, and I love therapy huge advocate for it huge advocate for like retreats and doing these like medicine retreats and all these things but what what tends to happen and because I like to look at it from the lens of, of business is like we try to we think about like our trauma and our experiences as a whole instead of how it like directly connects to like our business or social media and so what I like to do is think about and if you already have the tools like through journaling meditating um you know speaking to your inner child where you'd like write a letter to your younger self or do a visualization where you, where you speak to your younger self um and just spending time with them and and kind of uh, the way i like to look at it is like let's use the example of um like you being the we can use this in any of the things that we've talked about but let's just say you being the new girl in school especially because like i totally get that um so like <laughs> if you can remember like maybe the like i still remember the first day that i like walked into third grade and like what what that experience was like so if you can remember that or any like really prominent memory you could do something where you're gonna you know go meditate take a few deep breaths you know uh get into your space and then go um back your current self and go back and and head and hey meet up with your with your third grade self and one like listen to what she has to say like what was her experience what did she go through like she may have not really been able to ever be listened to before and so if you're like what are all the things that like you're experiencing right now what are you struggling with and it might you might not so some people do it and they are able to like feel you know things come through right away some people have to do it a few times um but like just listen to what she has to say and then what I like to do is then I like to tell her like hey these are the things that we're struggling with now 
we want to, you know, post on social media. We want to like start our business, but we're so afraid of like the spotlight, just like we had here that we're afraid is on us right now. And people are going to judge us and people aren't going to trust us, whatever. Um, and then, uh, it, like hearing them saying this is the experience, but saying, okay, this is the new way we want to see these things. We want to know that people really aren't paying attention. Like people are, are paying attention so much to their own busy life, what they're doing, what they're eating, what they're thinking, what they're doing in their own life. Like have like five seconds to judge us and then they're moving on. And so whatever, you know, you want to hear, and this is a perfect opportunity for like, cause I love positive quotes on Instagram and positive things in podcasts and books and all the things. But sometimes when we just try to like write them down and believe them, like without doing this underneath work, it kind of feels like we're like washing off like a dirty, like dog with like just water, like it's going to get clean, but there's still some dirt underneath that. And so when we can kind of get underneath, it makes believing it a lot easier because we've released the hold that those fears and those beliefs have on us. And so what I like to, the way I imagine this is we compartmentalize because we draw a line in our subconscious that says like, this is where this came from. I understand this. I honor this. I hear it, but this is the new way of thinking. Now, you, the issue with this that I tend to see with, with people, cause again, I love inner child work, but just like doing it, um, going to the gym and lifting a dumbbell once you're not going to get muscles. So you don't have to do this over and over and over again, every single day. But as you're pick, like, let's say you pick the idea of like imposter syndrome or, or perfectionism, and you're going to work through that. That can be like the theme of the month, uh, and something that you focus on once a week every week for a few weeks until you start to notice like, oh shit, this isn't as big of a fear for me. You know, it's not necessarily going to happen overnight, but you do that consistently. And when you do those kinds of exercises, we're going to plant that seed in your subconscious. And I call this reflective work, but then the active work is when you start to unarchive that Instagram and you start <laughs> putting things out there. You start asking people, you know, um, if they, you know, will, would be down for a free, a free call or whatever you're going to do. I don't know if you those hours are paid or whatever, but, um, then you're going to have those fears come up. But since we planted that seed, you can kind of go, okay, like, how do we want to handle this? And you're not trying to push away the fear. That's a really big thing that I see a lot of people do is they're trying to just like pretend that fear's not there. It's like honor. It's like, okay, no, I actually feel, I feel this kind of like what anxiety, if you're just like, I'm feeling anxious and the anxiety is here, the more you try to pretend you're not having anxiety, the more anxiety you have. But if you're like, no, anxiety is here. It's like the weirdest thing, but it works. So you're, you're, you're saying, okay, I want to post this. I'm afraid that people are, they are, you know, uh, judging what I'm doing how did I just work this in my mind the other day? Okay. This is where it came from. This is, you know, how I'd like to see it differently. And then go do that thing. Even with the fear, you start to create a new pattern and this is a process, but that's when you'll notice like all the things that you want to do become a lot easier second nature wise versus you trying to like positive motivate yourself through it. Does all of that make sense? Yes. No, hundred percent that. Yes. No, that all resonated. Yeah. And so like, and I, and I like to kind of just dive a little bit deep into like the mini, mini teaching session. Cause you can do this with any of the other stuff that we're going to talk about when it comes to like, you know, asking people like a perfectionism, any of the other things that you're struggling with, you can kind of make in and, and, and do it however you want. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But I do think that taking time to talk to the parts of yourself that are rooted in the perfectionism that are rooted in the imposter mm -hmm. syndrome can help you actually be doing the things that you want to do in your business a lot easier, as long as you're giving yourself that like time and patience with that process. Um, 
Okay. So the perfectionism, I'm assuming that that's what kind of what I wanted to talk about that for me, I, and I can't make this for you, but as I'm envisioning mm-hmm. it in my mind, it seems that like fear of being judged probably is like that umbrella thing for you. And then everything falls underneath that. Cause like, of course you're going to be a perfectionist because that's <laughs> how people see you. Right. So for perfect, mm-hmm. for, for the perfectionist side of you, uh, same kind of thing we just, we just went through. Um, do you think that that's connected to those things or is there any other experiences that you had that would be similar or that would be different in terms of like, what started making you be like, ah, okay, everything has to be perfect. No, um, I feel like collectively, like all those things were were said. And I think definitely like in, (laughs) in like middle school slash high school, my best friend's mom, um, very, uh, had very high expectations of her daughter and the people around her, which I get understand completely um but like saying things like well if you're gonna hang out with this person let me know so that maddie can so oh (laughs) name drop (laughs) so that's this person can stop hanging out or so that my daughter can stop hanging out with you and i'm like okay all right or like even in fifth grade like i put on um like one of her son a pair of her sunglasses and her mom was like that's how people get lice why would you do that blah 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 blah." and i'm like and i just like kind of like made it made it about money and because they were kind of more up there and like I wasn't and um that's just kind of how it seems like it was always made about yeah yeah and those things even if they like like we always think that it always has to be like direct like our parents have Mm -hmm. to be the ones that like have those experiences but I hear all the time through clients like an aunt or a grandmother or a friend like that they hung out with in school like Again, when were you, and what grade was that? Like that you were going through that with like that friend? Uh, like fifth grade all the way up until like my, until I was like a sophomore. Yeah. So like, especially fifth grade, like we're sponges at that point. Like we, the adults in our lives and the things that they do, like, of course we're going to like, look at that and be like, oh, okay. I have to, even if we like in the moment, we're like trying to brush it off. Like we don't care. Like those things really stick with us. And so I think all of these, like even that specific example, even though it seems so small, like doing like a a visualization or like, again, when I was talking about like writing letters, you can even write a letter like to yourself on that day and like, like just navigate, like, what did that feel like? Like, what, what was that? What was that experience like? And then like how you want to see that differently because those little things, especially if you come up with like different ones as you do this, I I think can just have, they seem so small, but they can have such a profound effect on like how we show up because we'll notice. And I see this all the time with clients. When you start doing this, you'll go to like do something in your business or on social media and you'll have like resistance and you're like, holy shit, that reminds me of that time that my friend said that, you know what I mean? Like, it's like these Mm -hmm. little things that really stick with us. And, and you have more of those moments, the more you can have the awareness around it. And then you're like, okay, same thing. Like, I know where that came from. How do I want to see this differently? How do I want to handle this? How does my higher self handle this? And then you go do it anyway. That's when you start to create a new pattern because you've been following a certain pattern for your whole life. You we we think that changing our mindset changes the pattern, which it has a, an effect on it. But if you notice, you can read a book on a on a topic and be like, "Why am I still stuck in this fucking pattern?" And so we have to like do the pattern differently in order to change the pattern, which like seems so obvious, but then we usually aren't focusing on that because to just try to be positive is usually easier, 
you know what I mean? So I think doing that can can make a, can make a big shift. Um, okay. So let's kind of, since we got like a little bit deep, let's go back a little bit to, um, uh, like even just like this idea of like the, the legalities, not necessarily specifically those, but like what, what kind of comes up for you when you think about like, I'm going to start my business. There are, of course, I guess you can call them risks involved with working with people, coaching with coaching people. What comes up for you when you think about that? Like, is somebody going to sue you? Like, what, what are you, what are you? <laughs> literally, uh, I'm yeah. so afraid of getting sued. Okay. <laughs> like that is literally one of the things I'm like, there's going to be one thing I do and I'm just going to do it wrong. Someone's going to find a loophole and they're going to sue my ass. <laughs> Totally, totally normal. Um, and there's some things I can um, message you after the call. There's this girl I really like on Instagram. Her name's like Lawyer Kelly or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And she, you can like get lawyer, like she used to be a lawyer, but now she has her own business. And she like drafts like contracts and things like that for you. So you're not trying to create contracts on your own. She just like sends you these things to like help, you know, protect you for that. But as long as you have those things in place and they might seem stressful to do, but- the legalities, the, is this post going to be perfect? Is my first post after I come back to Instagram going to be good enough? All these things are the surface level fears because it's much easier for your ego to go. Well, the only reason I'm not starting my business is because I'm worried about the legalities, even though like, yes, that's a fear, but what's really happening is everything we just talked about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So just something to remind yourself of when you hit those roadblocks and you run into like, Oh, okay, well now I'm overwhelmed because I feel like I got to get all these like contracts and things. You can like take a breath and go, what am I actually afraid of? And cause if you can go, this is what I'm actually afraid of. I'm not afraid of how people are going to judge me. You can navigate that and then go with a calm and more clear headed like space. You can go, okay, how do I handle these, this the legalities thing? Like I'm a smart person. I can navigate this. You know what I mean? Those are so much yes. more of the surface level. Cause yes, you can, you know, you need to figure those out. I've been doing this for 10 years and knock on wood, no one sued me, but I also always have these like simple contracts in place. Um, and typically like who you're attracting, which actually leads me to my next thing is, um, I think you were saying too something about like you, uh, a little bit of imposter syndrome of like, I can't coach people until I like finish my certifications. Was that something, right? Yes, that and also like until like I have my like help completely figured out. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, I know you're obviously like getting this, this, um, this call for free, but like, let's say you paid for it. Um, and you didn't, you, even, even though we're, you know, we're doing this coaching, did you ask me at all about my certifications or, um, if I had all of my shit figured out yet? No, I did not. <laughs> no. And again, I think 10 years of doing this, I've maybe had like a handful of people, but the way I see it is not that that doesn't matter, but, most of the time we want the extra certifications. We want all the things because it will soothe that part of us that is so afraid that people aren't going to take us seriously. Um, and our, you have to think about it from your ideal client's perspective. Does your ideal client want to, and need to know that you have like a PhD in, you know, coaching? Um, I know for me, my clients don't care. As long as they connect with my energy and they vibe with me, they're like, I don't really like, I think about all the coaches I've ever got, the coaches I've actually gotten the most from, I have no fucking clue what their certification is. And I don't, (laughs) 
I don't care because they help me so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and this is why I don't talk about this first, because going back to what we talked about, about like the imposter syndrome and these memories and these Mm -hmm. things, those are going to be the things that still create resistance, get in the way of you believing that. Cause again, that sounds really great. So just continuing to give that part of you time and attention, I'll say it a million times over will make that process easier. But so ask yourself, like, does my ideal client want, and again, you can still go for the certifications. We just don't want it to be something that like stops you from starting. And I'll give you this metaphor. Do you like metaphors? Cause I love metaphors. I they love help. metaphors. They ha- cool. My, they help my <laughs> work. So it's the, 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 with this specific situation, it's the reason that we love, um, like makeover shows. We love like queer eye for the straight guy or like home makeover shows. We typically don't, I mean, most people, maybe some people do, but like, I wouldn't watch that show and like fast forward to the end to like, see what the person looked like it, I could, but it makes it so much juicier and better when I watch them grow and go through the process of it, the the home, when it's like a mess, like the show hoarders love hoarders. And you just like watch it be like an absolute disaster. And then Mm -hmm. they fix it up. It's great. And so when we don't start, when we're still figuring it out, we not only rob ourselves, but we rob other people of like watching that process. And people love that process. I have changed so much on social media and I still get messages from people like, it's been so awesome to see you grow. I'm like, these people have watched me fail many times, <laughs> like many times. And so like you're, you, again, going back to what does your ideal client want? Do you want to work with someone that needs to know every single certification you have that needs you to be completely put together? And then another metaphor is like, I think you think about this always with a nutrition and you said you're doing nutrition. So this works. Like if I work with a nutritionist, I would rather, maybe this is just me again. This is why you ask. None of these things are ever like written in stone for each person. It's what mm-hmm. you think. So you could be like, you know what, Alexis, you're wrong, which is cool. But <laughs> I think if I want to work with a nutritionist or I want to work with somebody, I want to work. I, the nutrition I work with like a year ago was this way. I want to work with somebody who like shows that they like had a, you know, a pizza and like really yummy margaritas this weekend, Uh, or that they like struggled a little bit with this, this, and that. If I see somebody that's like, I eat celery every day and I drink green juice and nothing's ever hard for me. And I have a 17 pack abs and it's really easy. I'd be like, love that for you, but I don't think you're going to understand me. You know, mm-hmm. so like your, so what do you think for your people? Like, what do your people want? Again, totally get the certifications. Love it. But like, do you, what do you, what do you think? Like, you, what kind of people do you want to work with? What is your ideal client like want? Mm, they definitely want me posting the fact that I'm eating ramen on a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. And like, we, we don't have to be whole and healed to heal other people. The goal is just to be Mm -hmm. a few steps ahead of them. And as you grow, your clientele grows. One of my favorite authors, John Maxwell, he's like the the author, the biggest author. Okay, cool. You know him, love him. Mm -hmm. He has something (laughs) called the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. And he has something called the Mm -hmm. law of the lid. I'm pretty sure it's the law of the lid where essentially it's like whatever level you are is the people that you're going to attract. So like when I first started, I was probably like a level two or three leader, which is fine. New, you have to start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. Oprah started as a two at some point and now she's doing all the things. Um, And so 
like I would only attract people that were at a level two or lower. Now that I've, you know, grown and evolved and have a lot of experience, I'm going to attract people that are at my level or lower. So you're, you don't have to worry about knowing all the things because you're not going to work with somebody who knows all the things they're going to go work with somebody else. doesn't mean you suck. It's just not your clientele. But so it's like the, and it's like the simplest things is like, we think like in terms of nutrition, like, yeah, you should be drinking water, but I guarantee that there's people that still don't know, like that water is really important. You know what I mean? So it's like those (laughs) things, like when you check in and and that would be a great exercise for you to do on your own is like write out all the things that although like your yes, your ideal client, but like not only do like what, what they struggle with and what they need and what they want, but like, what do they want? How do they want to see you? Like, do you, cause I, I would hope not, but maybe, and that would be okay. Oh, you wouldn't write. They need me to be perfect. And so put together and I never have any problems like that probably wouldn't feel good. And like, you know what I mean? So it's It's just, just, yeah, it's just, just something to think about. Okay. So last thing I kind of, and we didn't even go over the questions, but this, this, it always works out that, that way (laughs) kind of covered it. Um, uh, for, for you moving forward, like what is, obviously we know that there's, you know, some fears that you're navigating totally normal. What, what is the biggest thing that's stopping you from like taking this next step of like, you know, starting to post, um, starting to do the hours for the calls. Like if I were to say like, Hey, let's, let's start next week. What's going to be the the biggest thing that's going to be the hurdle for you to get over? keeping up with it. Oh yeah. You did say that about consistency. So what, what is that about? Mm-hmm. Do you, have you like not been consistent and you feel like you're not a consistent person? Like what, what makes you think uh, that you're not going to be consistent? Oh, I'm not a consistent person. Um, I like to do what I feel. And if I don't feel like doing something, I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, I don't think like the, the actually doing part is not like, especially when I'm motivated, I'm like, yep, let's do it. We're doing it. Things yeah. done. Um, but then as I'm like, kind of not as focused or as motivated, that's when it's like, hmm, I don't really want to do it. Is it really that bad? If I don't do it today, I'll do it tomorrow. And it, yeah. just keeps, it turns into a tomorrow issue. Yeah. So you obviously like want to do this business, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's something that you're passionate about. Um, so do you think that it's more of like, you don't like the not feeling like a type of thing or like not motivated to do it? And that you're, you know, I hate the word lazy, but let's just use it for the sake of this. Oh, you're just lazy. You're just not consistent. Or do you think that it's the fears that are making you think that you're inconsistent and lazy? And you can uh, say no, you don't have to agree. <laughs> um, Honestly, like a little bit of both. A little bit of both. But I think it's the fears that are making me like, honestly, I feel like I have fears to succeed and fears to fail and it just kind of keeps me in analysis paralysis and I'm like well I want to do this but I also want to do this but I don't know how to start either of them so I'm just gonna sit here while I try to figure out which one I should do and how I should start yeah yeah um which is which is which is totally normal um so side note, do you, are you familiar with human design or do you know your, yes, what yes. are you? I am an emotional generator and I am a four, six profile. Oh, same. No wonder we have things in common. I'm a, four, <laughs> I'm a manifester, but I'm a four, six, um, in mine. Um, but that's interesting. So, cause I was going to assume you, cause you said like, 
if you don't want to do something, you're not going to do it. I was like, I wonder if she's a manifester. Cause it's very much manifester vibes, but, um, but yeah. So I think, cause we could, we could talk about this like for a million, a million more hours and mm-hmm. go so many different <laughs> directions, but I think that what I would do. And like, if we had another call, I would have us like navigate, um, like do any of those other fears, like fear of success, fear of success is so common for people, especially because the fear of success, I like to say is more fear of change because if we be successful, like you said, you were the partier, you were the rebel, the, the, you were like the yeah. respectful re- rebellious one. If you become this super successful, amazing coach, like what friends are you going to have to leave behind? Like what experiences are no longer going to serve you that you have to like change and shift. And so we, you know, we, we could navigate that, but in terms of, if you feel like the consistency is the biggest thing getting in the way, I'd be interested to see, and please keep me updated, but I'd be interested to see what navigating some of those fears and some of the things that we talked about, again, we're not trying to fix you and make you whole and healed, but like navigating some of those, if that doesn't relieve some of the lack of consistency because it's not necessarily the lack of consistency but the lack of the motivation that creates the consistency because like you said when you are motivated and you got it got it you know rocking and rolling you can be consistent so i would i would navigate that and then i would also um think about or like maybe maybe journal a little bit on of like when i'm consistent what's working for me or what, what, like mentally and logistically, like, what does that look like? Um, when are the times that I've been consistent or motivated recently? Like, what does that look like? And when I'm not, what does that look like? And have like a really clear view, like even like two columns of what that looks like and see how you can start to replicate that within like what you're doing. Um, but it's also going to really boil down to self-trust. Cause like you said, when you're motivated, you can do it. So if you can trust yourself, it's not necessarily that you won't be consistent. Even if you're like, I have proof that I haven't been when you, when you're motivated, you can be. So you're going to have to trust yourself enough to show up and not expect it to be perfect. Imperfect consistency is what you want to aim for. Cause then the, the, it can be messy. It can be all over the place. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Um, oh my gosh, we could talk about a million other things. I, I would, I, I, I seriously could. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to, I want to close this out. So do you have any other questions or concerns? I know, like I said, we could talk about a million other things, but, but any other last like lingering questions, anything at all that you're, that you have? No, we really touched on everything. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. I, um, so I will, I will DM you because I have some other little questions that that we that we can okay. chat about just because I I want to and I can. Um, because I, <laughs> I I love I love what you're doing and I know that you can do badass things and so much of it like you've even proven to yourself like the universe has your back. You can be consistent and motivated. You've done successful things. It's just so many of the fears make mask. Or so many of the fears, yeah, they mask these like little surface level, like silly things that aren't really in the way. So you navigate those, it's going to make all, you're going to be like, bitch, I see you. (laughs) You're not really that, that scary. And then everything else becomes easier. Okay. Um, thank you so much for being a part of this. I really, really appreciate it. You are awesome. And if you need anything, just let me know. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. So what did you think? I don't want to waste too much of your time. I know this was a long episode, but I want to give you a TLAT, even though this was somebody else getting coached. I want, and then the TLATs for these coaching sessions are going to be 
the same each time. And it's going to be very simple. I just want, and I do this with my masterminds when we do live coaching on calls, I want you to share. And I always share this reminder to, I'm, I'm all over the place today. Sorry. My brain, my brain is like fried today. So we're, we're just doing it. But my, uh, where I share the TLATs is on my podcast page. So for those of you who've been listening for a while, I have gone back to my old Instagram. And at this time, my current Instagram that I'm using for all of my business stuff is Alexis Renee McCluskey, but I have been trying to get it switched to the tough love coach, which was what my new, but now my podcast episode or podcast page was called. So I had my Alexis Renee McCluskey that had like 50,000 followers. I moved to a new page, which was the tough love coach had that for eight months, decided to move back. So now I have two pages. My podcast page is now called XOXO Y. TLC, your tough love coach, essentially what it is. So XOXO YTLC podcast, that's that page. So if you've, you know, for some reason looking for that page and you can't find it, there's no page that says the tough love coach, because that's the name that I'm using for my big page, the one with like 50,000 followers. So just know, and I just want to keep reminding you because I know when we change our Instagram names, a lot of times people like can't find us, whatever, hopefully you should be able to find me. Um, I think at, uh, usually uh, by the 15th, my big page will officially have the name, the tough love coach. So if I just want to say this in case you're listening to this later on, you might like be looking for like, where's my Instagram. That's going to be that. But my podcast page is where you can always find my TLATs. I do not post the TLATs on my main page. It's on my podcast page. So XOXO Y TLC podcast is my podcast page. And so the TLAT, sorry, that was like a lot. It's like so confusing. I can't wait till all of this is settled so I don't have to worry about this anymore. The TLAT is just simply, what was something that you heard in Brittany's story in our coaching session that resonated with you? Whether it was something that she struggled with, uh, a fear that she had, something that I coached you know, her through that really helped you. I would just love to know what specifically resonated with you, know, you and Brittany's story. So that's it. That's all I got for you. P.S. Before I close this out, one-on-ones are officially locked. I don't know what happened, but y'all have been eating that up. Those spots moved very quickly. So there are no open spots for one-on-one for May. I may have some open up in June. It really depends because the way my one-on-one is set up is a month-to-month basis. I no longer require you to work with me for like three months or six months. It's kind of one, you know, you, you work with me for one month, you test it out, you like it, you want to continue. Awesome. We continue to do that. You decide that you hate me and I suck then you, then you leave. So it's really nice because there's no like, you know, long-term commitments unless you want that, which always gives you a discount and and whatnot, but those spots are full. So you can still fill out the application. I will always include it in the show notes. If you want to like lock in the spot and lock in the price at that time. And then once it comes time when spots are open, then we'll be able to like set up a call and figure out if that's what you want to do. But if you're like, Oh my God, I wanted a one-on-one spot or I wanted to work with you, but you know, now, now they're full. My tough love collective is always open. That is in the show notes as well. This is a perfect opportunity, especially for those of you who want that, that, you know, you're building a business, whether you just started or you're more seasoned and you're really trying to take the stress out, get guidance on that. And have 
a support system through me as your coach, but also these mastermind type of vibes because we meet twice a month on calls. You're getting to be connected on our Instagram page. You're on my close friends list. And so you're, you're able to ask questions. And so there's so much more of an intimate touch without necessarily the one-on-one price tag. And those spots aren't open anyway. So if you kind of want a place to jump in, maybe while you're waiting to work one-on-one or you just want that support, the Tough Love Collective is the perfect place for that. So last thing, so many things today. I keep an eye out on my Instagram page, on my email, on my podcast, all the places, because I am sharing my next new thing that is 100% something that you guys have been asking for. It's what I'm getting a lot of DM, DMs and comments about. When I post this kind of content, you guys are like, oh my God, this was so relatable. And so I'm going to be sharing that this week. And I, I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. So keep an eye out on my Instagram. Usually podcast and email here first. Email always hears first. But this week specifically, Instagram is probably going to find out first and then email and then podcast next week. I'll dive more into it. But it's fucking dope. And it's less than $20. And I should be like charging $100 for it. It's less than $20. So I'll just give you a little bit of a hint. If you are somebody who has a million ideas and you don't know where to start, or you have ideas, you know where to start, but you need accountability. Or you're just like, oh my God, why do I have a million ideas started and I never finish? I never follow through. Like I have a million different business ideas, a million different ideas for everything. And you just need that either accountability or how to, on how to get started and get, get to that first step. And it feels so daunting and you want help with that. Keep an eye out. Okay. I am done talking. This was a long episode. I love you so much. Sending you mad love. XOXO, your tough love coach. Thank you so much for listening to the XOXO, your tough love coach podcast. I appreciate you more than you know. If you loved hanging with me, I'd love for you to share the podcast to your social media or send it to a friend who might need a tough love pep talk. Also, if you need accountability and a community that gets you, I'd love to have you a part of my tough love collective. This is a year open membership to vibe with me, get bi-weekly group calls to get support and ask questions, as well as free access to everything I offer throughout the year, including masterclasses and events. Visit my website at alexisrm.com or DM me on Instagram at the tough love coach to learn more. See you next week.